0: and that lets you save okay true form life green look up
1: welcome to another edition of exploring mind and body as always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. If you didn't get a chance, check out last show. We had Megan McCrary, and we talked about how to pick your yoga practice, and that was show number 128, so check that out. Today, we're talking about eating disorders and bulimia, and uh, I'm excited to have a special guest with us. She's one of our fitness class members, and uh, she's decided to join us and talk about her personal experience, which I think is a lot more important than research. I think life, life's trials and tribulations makes us an expert in our own field so we have lindsey Dietz coming up for an interview as soon as we come back so stay right there
0: this is exploring mind and body naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host drew Tadia.
1: We're talking about eating disorders and bulimia today, and we're talking with, we're interviewing Lindsay Dietz, and she's going to tell us about her experience with with having an eating disorder. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Lindsay.
2: Thank you, and thanks for this opportunity.
1: Absolutely. It's so good to have you here and and talking about from a personal experience, because I think people can resonate with that much more than they could by reading a book or uh, any kind of paperwork why don't you tell us about yourself? Uh, You know, who who you are and what you do and and how you you became on the show.
2: Well, currently I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have three young kids and my struggles actually happen later on in life. Most eating disorders, well, first off, there's two. Anorexia, which is pretty much starving yourself. It's um, depriving yourself of food. In lots of cases, it's excess or excessive exercising and an obsession of currently checking your weight or your shape or your appearance. And that happens mostly with young teenage girls. They kind of have this warped view of how their body should be. My personal struggle was with bulimia, like you mentioned earlier, and that's pretty much polar opposite. I could not live without food. So my issues were with overeating and those stemmed from the ability or the inability to say no. I was living overseas and as a guest, you wanna be polite and kind of eat what's over in front of you. And that um, that feeling of just being full and stuff did not settle well with me. And almost out of desperation, I would get rid of it which led to a pretty unhealthy pattern in my life.
1: It wasn't what you looked like? Like you didn't look at yourself in the mirror all the time? You didn't weigh yourself?
2: No, not in my case, which is different from majority, I think. Um, I've always been active and always been on team sports. And I honestly, I don't think I ever struggled with image issues per se. And that's the difference with bulimia. Most people that suffer with that gain weight or maintain their current weight. So, it's not necessarily an eating thing. It just escalates and it becomes this mental bondage and this physical bondage is kind of what I experienced. So,
1: So that'd be awfully difficult to tell if someone has bulimia. For sure. If their weight's not changing. For
2: sure. And that's why it can just go on for decades without getting help because, yeah, because you don't lose massive amount of weight. Um, like I said, if anything, you gain weight.
1: So you dealt with, and you said you didn't want to say no. So the feeling of being bloated or stuffed, that wasn't enough for you to say no?
2: I'm sure there were awkward moments where I tried to communicate or try to, but again, it's, I mean, it comes down to be my personality or the situation that I was in. But slowly it progressed to this thinking of like, hey, this is kind of good. I can have best of both worlds. I can eat and indulge in all this food and sweets and enjoy it. And then unfortunately for me, it was easy for me to get rid of um, through vomiting. It just unfortunately wasn't that difficult.
1: So what did you? How'd you do? Did you take your finger in your? Yeah, in your throat?
2: pretty much. Yeah, I have really bad gag reflexes, which really help, unfortunately. <laughs> so
1: did this happen every time you ate? Or Not just you every ate
2: time in the beginning. No, it was more so just those moments where it was too much. It, just that little too much would kind of set me to thinking, like, oh, I should maybe get rid of this. And the worst it got was I couldn't have anything in my stomach. My body was so used to being empty, or mentally, it just the idea of having to sit and digest was almost excruciating. It was really difficult.
1: Just because you weren't used to have any food in your right. system. Right.
2: And that was when it, that's when, it, when I hit rock bottom with it, when it was so controlling.
1: And were you still overseas at that time?
2: Um, no, I wasn't. No. This was probably about. 2 years into into my struggle.
1: How long would you say this took over part of your life?
2: Probably a good five to seven years from which I hear is nothing. I mean, I've heard of people struggling with eating disorders for decades and I can't imagine.
1: Have you talked about this publicly before? No. <laughs> so what was the reason? <laughs> like, why did you agree to come on the show? while? Your why?
2: powers of persuasion, <laughs> Drew.
1: <laughs> Tell the truth.
2: Yeah, no. no, I really, um, I actually never thought twice of it. And then this past Christmas, It was the first time in probably close to 10 years that I, the thought of getting rid of food or the anxiety that usually comes with um, social events, with lots of eating like Christmas time, it didn't even cross my mind. And there's so many reasons for that, which I'm sure will impact, but that was huge. And I thought, wow, you know, this is something that I think I've had success over. And I would love to share that with people or help to prevent them from even Getting in a situation where food is is bondaging. Yeah. That's so. Word.
1: Well. <laughs> yeah. Everyone struggles with food to a degree, I think. And mm-hmm. earlier when we talked, I think you said you said something that uh, kind of resonated within me is that every almost well, girls or women at some point in their lives have some struggle with food.
2: I think so. I think most women to some degree aren't satisfied with, I mean, no one's perfect. You can be a side zero and still have issues. And um, so I think it's just controlling that and knowing, knowing your boundaries. And I mean, there's so many things that I've done to be in a healthy place that I've worked on for years. This has literally been years of a process but I'm in a much better place. Probably the best place I've ever been in my life.
1: You being here, is this kind of like a, uh, that, are you closing that part of your life? You're saying that's over with, yet now you're willing to uh, help people and let people know that was a problem in your life?
2: I think so. A couple of years ago, I would have thought, like any addiction, I was gonna have issues my entire life with this. But now I'm starting to think, you know what? I think, I mean, there'll always be a weakness to some degree, But the temptation of going that far, of actually making myself throw up is not really there, if at all. So that alone, that's kind of where it dawned on me. Like, wow, I think people can be healed in a sense from this.
1: That sounds like hope. Like giving people hope. Yes, yes, very much so. Um, Okay, well, we do have to take a quick commercial break. So when we come back, we're going to carry on with Lindsay Dietz and we're talking about bulimia and eating disorders. So stay right there.
0: This segment brought to you by Complete Truth Protein Powder. Live free, live true with whole natural foods. No additives, no preservatives, and soy, gluten, and dairy-free. Supplement with superfood to energize your day. Visit completetruthprotein.co
1: for more. Welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. Today we're talking about bulimia and eating disorders. And we have our own expert through experience, Lindsay Dietz, talking to us today about her struggles with with her own eating disorders and uh we just covered kind of how it began and um that, that was a, it really offered hope i think for you and, and our listeners out there that there can come to end come and end to eating disorders and other diseases in our bodies i want to talk about some side effects that you dealt with like for example how does someone know that they have a if it's not let's say if they're not Bulimic or they're not making themselves throw up, for example, how would they know they have an eating disorder?
2: Good question. Uh, I guess everybody handles it differently and everybody knows to some degree if they're honest with themselves, if it's out of balance or if it becomes kind of more all-consuming, almost like an obsession. Um, I think that could be a trigger when you're maybe counting calories or excessively exercising or worried about it all the time, that can definitely lead to drastic measures of, of getting rid of food or depriving yourself of food.
1: So when was the first time you realized that you had an issue?
2: When it became more, more often than not that I was getting rid of it. Actually, to better answer that question, when my mentality changed, hey, this is actually a good thing. (laughs) This is a good idea for me to eat. I'm talking like a whole case of cookies in a very short period of time. That is, I mean, we always talk about, oh yes, overeating, but overeating to the degree where it's like a dozen cookies are down or like extreme, the more you eat, the easier it is to get rid of. So not just one or two cookies and then that guilty feeling, it's like, okay, I need to get another six down in like three minutes and then, It'll just feel awful, and I can get rid of it.
1: So you'd literally be stuffing your face with food. Yeah,
2: and you'd be hating every second of it. But you just keep thinking, man, the more I eat, the more I'm going to get rid of, and then it'll be done. Oh and gosh. it's it's a very vicious, overwhelming cycle. It's it's not fun to live in.
1: So what are some of the? How did you feel physically? Like I couldn't feel good throwing throwing up or no. stuffing your face. Like how did you feel? What, what's going even on if through?
2: it came easy, if I can say that, in a, not a weird way, it, it's, it's awful, I mean it's messy, it's gross um, it, physically I was very, very um, weak because it just wreaks havoc on your body. You're not getting nutrients. So um, I had extremely bad skin, like worse than puberty. Any high school student has been through. It just, yeah, it's not healthy. My hair was really um, unhealthy. I thought I thought my weight gain had to do with like the swelling in my face, but I guess that's a side effect from all the vomiting. So you can have like a puffy, almost swollen looking face, which it's so, it's not like you wake up overnight and you have these symptoms. It's such a gradual thing. So before you know it, like at the time, I didn't see the extra weight buildup or the side effects. It wasn't only after looking back on pictures now where I'm like, wow, that yeah, that there's definitely were some issues there. Um, it can be damaging to your teeth and your gums with all the acidic buildup from your vomit. It's kind of gross to talk about. It's very humbling to talk about, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I could imagine. Like, and I think it's so like encouraging for you to come out here and and, and brave to, to to talk about this in public and let people know that um, that you dealt with struggles yourself, but more so that you can help others kind of understand that there is an end to it and you can move forward in life.
2: And I hope that people will hear this and maybe resonate in that they can get help.
1: Mm -hmm. Did you feel guilty?
2: Yes, mentally, it was just as damaging as it was physically. Mentally, I was consumed by the guilt, um, feeling in bondage over food. It was a very unhealthy relationship I had with food. Socially, it kind of made me a little bitter or resentful or even gave me stress, because everything in our society when you you know in our culture you go and you eat and you hang out and go for dinner and it, it was extremely stressful because i'd sit there and i couldn't enjoy the conversation or being with my friends or family because all i would think about is the food that's in me or not in me or how much i should eat or how can i sneak away to the bathroom without it being noticeable or did so. you did
1: people notice? Did you like after you maybe you're out with dinner or with your friends and you went to the bathroom. This happened, right? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. So this happened. Did you think that I wonder if someone put something? No, because we say. always have
2: to go to the bathroom, especially girls, more <laughs> so than anything else. No, you just you kind of eat and you just are oh, natural. Say, and that yeah, that. you just eat and it's not like I was like ordering two meals when I went out. You know, even just the having one normal size portion of food would send me to the bathroom vomiting like
1: So you get rid of it and then you come back and sit down like nothing happened? Exactly. And then you're
2: like, oh, I feel better now and you're kind of happy again for a short period of time.
1: (laughs) So what happened? What what was the turning point? Why did you decide to get help?
2: First and foremost, I was tired of living that way. Um, I was tired of living just completely worn down. I felt like I had the world on my shoulders and I was carrying it all by myself. And I really wanted to start a family. My husband and I had been married for about a year and had been talking about that. I knew it would be harder to get pregnant. And I knew it would be, it could be extremely detrimental to a baby or myself dealing with these things um, and being pregnant as well. And actually, I have to say this just because I'm sure other people will think that too, but I went to the doctor thinking that they would have some pill I could take and it could help me digest food and make me feel better and like mentally get me on the right track. And my doctor just kind of looked at me like, I'm sorry, this is something that you're just going to have to work on. And... I was devastated. I
1: Must have felt awfully alone. It
2: did. And it felt hopeless in a sense because I didn't think I had it in me. And so after coming back and realizing this is something I just had to do, I was able to able to incorporate certain things in my lifestyle that would help
1: and I want to get into that I want to talk about your journey to feeling healthy and where you are today but we're going to take a quick break so stay right there when we come back we'll continue talking about bulimia and eating disorders with Lindsay Dietz Exploring Mind and Body with Trueform's True Form's Drew Taddea would
0: not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart. Working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on Trueform Life, Drew Taddea, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com.
1: All right, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. Today we're talking about bulimia and eating disorders. And we have Lindsay Dietz with us who's taking us through her journey of bulimia and how she got to be healthy and living vibrant and this is uh, this is kind of my favorite part because there is light at the end of the tunnel there is help for people that have Mm -hmm. bulimia or any kind of eating disorder so um, let's move forward and let's talk about your journey to a healthier you
2: well because there was no magic pill I could take (laughs) my first thing was I had to be completely honest with myself and it sounds simple enough but actually it was quite difficult so I had to know my limits and create pretty serious defining boundaries. And that meant like baking, I didn't bake for like a year because I knew that was gonna be an area of weakness. And I knew at that time, I didn't have the self-control to limit myself to one square, one cookie and not overload it. So I had to know that, you know, right now, I basically have no self-control with food. So whatever I have to do to enable me to, not be tempted in that way, I was willing to do. The other thing that was extremely helpful was having some accountability. I think it's very important for anyone that struggles with this extreme imbalance of eating or not eating, needs to have someone in their life that they can be completely honest with. And that person doesn't need to offer advice. They don't need to fully understand. They just need to be there and not... Judge. Be, yeah, not judge. And just to do whatever you need them to do. So for me, that was my husband, which actually it just kind of, he eventually clued in and, and figured out. So I had to have that very humbling conversation with him. Um, but... So what I guess kind of that role looked like for him was if by some chance I had to do some baking or had to prepare something for whatever reason, I would get him on the phone and say, hey, look, I'm I'm baking a dozen cookies. I had one, you need to come home and count the rest when you get home. <laughs> it You know, I felt like a child and there was things that we couldn't that I'm like, you cannot bring into our house. Things that I knew that was gonna be like, sweets were a big weakness for me. Like he knew that, That was just like alcohol for a person. You know, you just don't go there with someone who's struggling with an addiction like that. Um, I I think that's
1: a great idea. Yeah. Even with people that overeat or trying to eat healthy they May Maybe they don't have an eating disorder, but mm-hmm. you don't put like sugary foods in the house or on the exactly. counter, or on the dish, right? That's just, you just don't do it. Exactly. I'd eat it. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. And for people that didn't know that, I mean, people, you know, you give cookies as gifts or whatever. And so we'd still have that coming into our home. And it's not like I would reject that. I would just say, oh, thank you. And then as soon as the doors were shut, I would have to just go dump it. That's you good know, idea. yeah. There was a lot people of
1: people do that all the time. Yeah.
2: I guess. But I'm not just like putting in a bag, dumping it. So I go get it 10 minutes later. Like, Covering it with the rest of the garbage. I mean, I'm being completely honest, and I think people have been there as well,
1: yeah, I think so too. I like this next tip you're talking about here, prioritize and sacrifice,
2: yeah. so for me at the time, I've always done I've always done sports, I've always been in team sports, but I've never done anything. I guess, directly personal to me. And at that time in my life, I had, well, I think I had three little babies at home. So time was very precious um, for us at this time, but I knew it was something I need to prioritize. And thankfully my husband was fully supportive and made that work for us. And even financially, I mean, young moms, young families, single income, you know, it's doable. I'm here to testify that it is doable. If it's something that you feel it will help you succeed in this area, you need to do it and be willing to sacrifice other things. So whether that looked like um, getting a young girl once a week to come after school to babysit while I was able to go to the gym or my husband, you know, coming home tired after work, being able to pick up the load and watch the kids and do whatever, that's the way we made it work.
1: Where are you today? Like where, what does Lindsay's life look like now now?
2: Well, I can honestly say I'm in the best physical shape of my life. Um, I've actually lost weight, not necessarily, I mean, by no intention did I mean to, but uh, just having a healthier lifestyle, that gym membership that used to be, you know, a must and a tool for me to succeed has become a passion of mine, which I love, and that creates a whole other positive things in your life, as you know. Um, I have more energy than I ever have, which is great with the young kids, and I also am able to train for a marathon, which. <laughs> I haven't done yet, but it's coming up. And a few years ago, there's no way I would have had the energy or strength to do that.
1: Just to wrap things up here, do you have a message to anyone that might think they have an eating disorder or someone that's dealing with it today?
2: Well, the biggest thing is to realize is you're not alone. You you think that you're the only one dealing with this and and it's very embarrassing, but um, chances are... Your best friend maybe have issues with it too. So just realizing you're not alone and you're not the only person and that there is hope. There are the tools there and you do have it within you to to conquer this and to not be... Not be alone.
1: Yeah, exactly. yeah, I know what you mean. It's and, and that's a great story. And we can't thank you enough for being open and honest with us on, for the first time,
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> um, on air. This is, this is fabulous. And I think there's so many people that could benefit from your story. Um, Lindsay also offered to, she offered her email address. So if there's any of you out there listening that wants some help or, or dealing with eating disorders that want to learn from someone or just want some support or even accountability, Lindsay's offered to respond. Uh, Respond and communicate with you through her email. So if you're interested, you can head over to the show notes. That's exploring exploringmindandbody.com forward slash bulimia and eating disorders. And that's going to be show number 129. So uh, definitely reach out, Lindsay. We'd be happy to help. And I think once you move on and once you get over your eating disorders, you'll be in the same place and be looking to encourage and, and help other people's uh, lives as well.
2: For sure. And thank you so much again, Drew, for the opportunity. This segment brought to you by True Form Fitness,
0: personal training and group classes available locally for all your health and fitness needs. Visit trueformlife.com for details.
1: All right, so that's all we have for you this evening on Exploring Mind and Body. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, that's bulimia and eating disorders. You can check out the show links if you want to contact Lindsay or find out more information. That's uh, exploringmindandbody.com forward slash bulimia and eating disorders. And again, that's show number 129. If you have any questions or comments, go ahead and leave them on the show there. And uh, we'll help you out with whatever questions you may have. But uh, um, I just want to thank you for your time. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for your downloads and shares. I appreciate that and helping us move forward. Thanks to my producer, Jameson Brown, for all